Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone. Welcome to TFP. Joining me on the show today, Hunter Godson, Grizz. Boovy, Flanders, and then double trouble for us today. Welcome to the show. Huge debut for Flex. What rocking what a, a brilliant time, what kit. A time for you to come what a on. kit that is. This, listen, kit. this is, you know, there, people were putting up memes of us getting walked over like a zebra crossing when we lost 6 1 to Spurs. Now look, mate. Now look. We're the hunted. <laughs> now, now, now we're the hunted at the top of the league, and people are chasing us down like prey, like zebras get done in the Serengeti. That yeah. is what. Boovy <laughs> <laughs> and Grizz, like, have the panic levels gone up yet or not? No way. Uh, look, it's a massive. It's massive for Scott and Flex. Obviously, they haven't seen this in nearly ten years. It's a fair place for those guys. They've aged a decade since they last won a Premier League. It's a fair place. For them, isn't it? Your massive is terrible. It's not a decade. Yeah, about 2013. It's about eight Terrible. Years, whatever you want. That's, that's not a decade. You, you, you can't round not, up. You round up to 10 years. Yeah, with we, the we words know. You always round up to 100 million or 200 million. <laughs> we, round, we, rounded up, we rounded up to 30 years as well for Liverpool before they started being a bit, you know, consistent over the last couple of years because 30 years prior to that, they weren't about either. Look, and uh, City uh, have no not, history either. So, look, it's yeah, not often they, like... They've only it's, been going since 2007. It's not often I agree with Boovy, but, you know, there's no panic. You know, we... We, we've been here. We know what we're about. It's, I'm happy that Man United are, are there and thereabouts. You know, it's it's good because you know it's, it's it makes good for it makes league. it interesting. It makes it interesting. It makes it fun. Do you know what I mean? It hasn't been fun. It's been boring. You know, yeah. it's us and City have made it boring. But... One season and it's boring. Now. <laughs> exactly. Liverpool in the league once. Ah, oh, it's boring. It's done no, this. What's the league doing? Title contenders last year. <laughs> no, nah, it has been built. It has been boring. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been boring. For three years, three years has been boring. Whether you support my City only, or Liverpool. My only, my only um, sort of thing is like so many teams have been top of the table this season, but none of us for a trophy, Boofy. Like we've had Leicester on top of the table, Chelsea, so many different leaders, and then United hit the top, and they're like, like you know, it's they've won the title. Good. I don't get it. That's the only uh, thing I don't get. It's not what's yeah. happening here. It's about six, seven it's teams. It's actually not what's happening. Six, seven, no, and no. it's like it's Grizz, like have you seen the Grizz, celebrations Grizz, all over social Grizz. media? You're concocting this thing in your but mind. It is what it is. And trying to is what it is. Is what it is. That's what it is. I said it. I'm just going to I'm just going to quickly tick intro off the to do. Yeah. It's not because you know what. You know what's really funny. What's what's so funny is that the Liverpool fans are convincing themselves that they're hearing in their heads. I swear I heard a Man United fan say they're definitely... (laughs) No, what we're saying is... It's the self-filling prophecy, isn't it? It's crazy. That's how I know they're rattled FC because before it's, don't ever need to speak about Man United, they're battling for fourth slash sixth, they're nowhere near us. Now we're not even near them. Now we're above them for the first time in, in however long, I give them that. It's, they're hearing things. Oh, they all think they're going to win the league. All of no, no, no. What we're saying is, is wake up, wake up and smell the coffee. We're in a title race. Let's have it. Let's have it. That's all we're saying. Let's have it. Not this whole. Yeah. Oh, they're in a. Oh, Jason McAteer. They're in a false. They're in a false position. We're not in a false position, mate. We're top of the league. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is nonsense. To be fair, from from a nonsense spouter. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. But it is just, you know, Liverpool win on, on Sunday. And, then and United are still joint, joint top, top of the league. Yes. Joint top. Fantastic. Joint top. And Spurs win and, you know, three points behind. So, you know, anything to, all to play for. All to play for. I, we, I, I do know what you mean. Let's let Hainsey do the, do the, uh, set the show up. Yeah. <laughs> there's, certainly a, there's certainly an element of discussion. There does seem to be this thing at the moment within football where someone goes, oh, someone over there said something like, United, they think they fucking won it. And it's like, yeah. so you haven't Boom. actually heard anyone say that, but now it's been retweeted <laughs> enough times, it's become gospel. It's just absolute nonsense. Anyway, um, thank you so much for joining us. For those of you who already jumped on, uh, it's great to be live with you again. We're going to run through uh, Liverpool United, obviously, touch on City. I want to talk to Hunter a little bit about um, Spurs last night because he was at the game for the first time in what? How long, Hunter? Nine months? I was trying to wait Ten until months? fans were back. Yeah, it's probably been... Well, we went to League Cup final last February and that was the last game I went oh, to. Oh, God, so, and then I, I'd been to Spurs. I'd been to Spurs before that, the weekend before that, yeah. So, yeah, just over a year. Weird one. Oh, it's too long, isn't it? Yeah. It's way too long. Um, so, I'm interested to hear all about that. We'll do a little bit on Fulham Chelsea and we'll touch on Arsenal and Newcastle. Um, because low-key Arsenal are sort of sneaking up as well. The gap, the gap is is massively, massively uh, smaller. Um, just a quick reminder: if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. Take you one second to do. Drop us a like on the stream. Let's get the party started. And I also want to point you towards just above everyone's head. Everyone's social channels are there. So now's the time. Quickly head on over to Twitter. Follow everyone on Twitter. And if you haven't already checked out the guys' YouTube channels, uh, podcasts, make sure you do subscribe to them after the show as well. Um, right, let's get into the thick of it. So, uh, a massive game this weekend. We've got a start of Liverpool v United. And it, uh, off the back of that chat already, even though United fans will be playing it nice and calm, and even though Liverpool fans are also seemingly nice and calm, this does have the feeling about it that it means it's got that sort of people are going to say six pointer. It's just worth three points like every other game. But it does have that feeling, Scott, doesn't it? That this one means a little bit more. I think it means a lot to it means a lot. for. We've already touched on it, but it means a lot to United because for me, it's a measure of where they are. Because I think we've seen that United have been inconsistent they haven't beaten the small teams they seem to be doing that more consistently they've won one-off games they've had flashes of form but now this tending to bounce back from defeats by winning games um and they don't get to the top of the league after nearly half a season for no reason um so it'd be a, a nice test for united to see to measure exactly where they are and i think the pressure i said this the other day i think the pressure's on liverpool because they can't lose this game if, if Liverpool lose this game, there's six points behind the like a, a pretender Manchester United team. And that was that's a direct quote from uh, one of the LFC day trippers videos I caught once. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott's say, literally just done it. I've heard someone say that. Someone yeah. No, it, that no it's, it's a literal grab. It's a literal grab from, uh, from that. <laughs> direct chat. quote. Um, but I think, you know, Liverpool, they, they just have a knack of winning big games, you know, of, of turning up and Liverpool, um, Grizz talks about the mentality monsters. This is it is a bit overplayed, but it's it's true in a sense that they do turn up when it matters. And United this season so far haven't beaten the top six rival. They they haven't, and Liverpool haven't lost at Anfield since April 2017. So I'm not going into that thinking that Man United are going to win this game. So if you want to go and clip something up that I've said, you can also take that that I don't think United will win this weekend. But, are you asking? Are you asking for context? <laughs> It doesn't exist in the football Twitter world, mate. It does exactly. not exist. But I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you, Flex, but I, every time Liverpool United comes around, I detest the feeling going into it. This time, I'm like, bring it on, whatever. Let's see where we are. Let's see how we do. I think that is the, you just hit the nail on the head right there. It's about finally being able to look forward to this game for many reasons. Liverpool fans will argue, and they might have a bit of a point, that it's the first time you've been anywhere near us. We've been miles clear of you. Um, you know, this has always been a small game to us in the last three or four years because you've not been near us. It hasn't meant that much. It's another game in the, in the calendar for us. Well, and they might have a point with that, but I think, I feel like you there, Scott. Like, of course, you can't, as a Man United <clears throat> fan, but you know, I, I take that back. You can, if that's how you think, if you're very optimistic. But my genuine feeling is not... We are 100% going to go there. I'm so confident. We haven't lost in 11 games in, all, in, in, the, in the league now, whatever it is. We're going to go there and we're definitely going to win. 
Of course not. Like you said, April 2017, that record does not stand for Liverpool for no reason. They are genuinely, they are always pretty good at Anfield. Even if they don't play well, they're always good at getting a result, clearly. Otherwise, they would not have that record. What I am embracing and what I am confident about, though, more time than ever in recent years, is going there and getting a result, though. A a positive result, i.e. not losing. Can we go there and win, though? Yes, we can, though. We can go there and win. This season will tell you everything you need to know about what's possible and what's impossible in football right now. You look at some of the results that have happened. I think City got spanked, was it 5-2 at home by Leicester earlier on in the season? He did. It's a statement of fact, Lawrence. You actually did. Why are you you digging me out? Um, No, let me me, me land. Let me land. It's the biggest game of the season. Let me land. (laughs) We're talking about contents. Let me land. That was one crazy um, situation after the season. Liverpool got spanked 7-2 at Aston Villa. We got spanked 6-1 at home. There has been some crazy games. Anything people writing off Fulham saying that (laughs) things can't happen and that, you know, the the teams that are lower down the table got pressure on. There's no fans. Anything can happen. It's 11 against 11 with no outside factors. So we can go to Liverpool and have the best chance of getting a result than we have for a long time. That's my thing. But I'm more like, embrace it. This game means something. The two most successful clubs in English football going head-to-head, one and two, respectively, in the league. Let's just have it. Let's let's look forward to a good game. And I think to add to that before we move on, like I think a, a comfort for me is that United won't... If they do lose this game, which is entirely possible, they're not out of the conversation at all. Back to joint top. Back to joint top. So, and, and this season is like in, in previous years, you, you're going into these games and you're thinking, oh man, if we lose today, we are out of this race or we're struggling for top four. But to be honest, it's going to be loads more twists and turns. Liverpool play Tottenham in a few weeks' time and they could lose that game. So, you know, um, bet on it's unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> you might draw 1 1 after scoring early. <laughs> so, so Grizz, you'll smash these lot, yeah? You're sitting in. <laughs> It was almost like a meditative state there. Like, did you have to just go to your happy place during that last five minutes? You know, I'm I'm surprised at how they've changed their tone from before the show, like in the in the, in the intro, in the fake intro that we've done, and how like, <laughs> <shows up laughs> and, now, and now and now they've just calmed down and realised they're coming to Anfield. But look, I'm exactly like them. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm sorry, opposite of them in terms of they're right. Normally, a Man United Liverpool game at Anfield to us it's been like playing Arsenal. You know, there are bunny boys out at Anfield. We smash them up every time. But this time is different. It's absolutely different. It's the first game that I'm in a long time at Anfield nervous about. I think that's the, I think that's the right word. Not scared, you know, nervous. And, and what brings that nervousness? Man United's record, recent record. They're the inform. well, apart from City, I think City are the, the main informed team, but I think United just behind them all, or it may be level in terms of form guide. They're the form team going into this game. Um, our situation has been sort of uh, known all over social media and in real life as well. We've got injuries. We've had injuries, sorry. We're not playing well. Our front lads are not being efficient as they have been in the past. Um, and it makes for an intriguing encounter. And how long is it since we've said that for a Man United-Liverpool game? And it not only makes it an intriguing encounter because, look, it can be an intriguing encounter, Normally, even when we haven't been uh, top of the table, but now it's at the top of the table, it adds extra spice to it. So trying to predict these kind of games, as Flex said, has been mad this season. Trying to predict games in this Premier League, you know, it's, 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 it's a near enough impossible task. Um, and anything goes. The couple of things that I want to touch upon from a Liverpool fan point of view, what makes me not scared is A, because of our home record, uh, because of our performances in big games when we got it, uh, our backs against the wall. Let's not forget, even Arsenal thought they're going to come and get a result against us in the, was it second week, lads? I think, if someone knows, third second or third week. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they thought they're coming to Anfield. You know, we got, we had no, you know, love injury issues, blah, blah, blah. Leicester thought the same. Uh, Chelsea thought the same. You know, uh, we went to, May, uh, I was going to say Main Road, you know, <laughs> a nightmares. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, we went to the, you know, we've got the Man City away fixture. Spurs thought this is the chance. Sorry, Hunter, you mentioned my name. I've got to mention yours. Yes, um, yes. Spurs thought they're coming to to wreck the party as well. And we've and we've you know we've dealt with all these teams apart from City where we've got a, a, a draw. So that gives me hope that we do tend to raise our game in these big games. 
But United fair play to them. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to smash them and it's going to be easy. It's not. It's going to be absolutely um, uh, intriguing. Um, you know, Ole's somehow, you talk about his record against small teams, even though he's done well. But overall, his record against big teams is quite good. We've touched upon it in the past. Like, he seems to know how to set up in, against these big teams. Just not this um, season. Say yeah. again? Just not this season. against. This season's madness, isn't it? But usually, like, you know, his yeah. record previously against the big boys, so to speak, has been... Yeah. I think he's got to go beyond that now. I think this is the litmus test for him because you can't, in my opinion, it's just an opinion, you can't win. I said the same about Jose and Hunter knows this. You can't win the league by playing this way against, uh, in every big game. You choose your big games, I get that. And I think, you know, this is his best chance, Man United's best chance to go and actually put our marker down for the title. Because I still don't think they're in the title contention. I think they're, all right, statistically, they're there, right? But, to go and put a marker down, if they were to go to Anfield and win, I think that's the most definitive result possible on the weekend. Because if it's a draw, it's a draw. We got everyone's what it is. If Liverpool win, you know, we're expected to beat, you know, um, Man United at home. But if Man United win, it's the, the most definitive result of the weekend. And I just don't think he's got the, I just don't think he's got the balls to go out and try to attack us. Boovy, who do you want to I win? don't care. If, as long as, sorry, I, I don't, I literally don't care whether they sit back and hit you on the yes. break. I want, I want to see that. Play McTominay oh, no, no, in front midfield. No, no, but my point is, get, I think that's that your ball best. behind Trent. I, I'm all for it. But this is my that. point. If you I sit back, because it's housery. But the I thing is, guys, I've got, I've got, I'm ready for what This isn't what I call football, but you know, nothing I can do. No, but what I'm saying. No, but what I'm suggesting is this is your best chance because of we possibly got Reese Williams at centre back and an out of form trend. I think this possibly is your best chance to go and not attack. That would be stupid. I get what you're saying, Scott, but I think your best chance of a result would be to have quite a bit of in attacking intent. Because if you just sit back like Spurs and just wait for us, we will eventually get through and win. That's my point. I think this is your best chance to actually play that. different, slightly different. Yeah, no, I, I we just... are very positive, very attacking Spurs. Yeah. I thought, Boothy, <laughs> who do you who do you want to win in this uh, one? Of course, I want Man United to win. Um, look, I, I don't want to discredit Man United because they're they're getting great results in the Premier League. Last time we played them, it was obviously a nil nil. They held their own. They they're they're doing all right in bits. They are doing all right. Um, I don't think they're at the same level as Liverpool that won the Premier League or the Man City team two years ago. They're not playing that level of football, but. It, it reminds me of 2016 when Leicester won the Premier League. I'm not comparing Man United to Leicester, but it's the, the sense that all these big teams thought Leicester can't do it. They're not playing the right kind of football. And every week they got results. Uh, and you, you looked at Spurs, Arsenal, uh, City, even and Chelsea, were all playing better football, way better football. And they obviously came behind Leicester. So, so Man United definitely can go on a run. But if Liverpool get their act together, they could go on a 15-game winning run. I don't think Man United can. Um, and they're our closest rivals for a reason, in my opinion. But... I wouldn't mind a nil-nil either. If I can take maybe a nil-nil actually. Consecutive wins, consecutive wins. You're saying or unbeaten? What do you Liverpool mean? Liverpool ain't going 15 consecutive. No, I don't think anyone's doing that this year. I think I think Liverpool out of you two, I think City have got a very good chance in the next eight to nine games in a row winning. I all agree. Them. I think we've got I a good agree. chance. If there's one team out of you you two that could potentially win seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games in a row, whatever it is. Or go unbeaten for fourteen games, for example. We're well, already already eleven unbeaten. No, yeah, don't get me wrong, but so, I think yeah, and that but that that's only what two changes Liverpool, three. and that's why it's such a big game. If they beat you, suddenly it's just like, well, okay, that that's that's where reality strikes uh, Man United, doesn't it? But you see, what's yeah, really I weird? I just, sorry, just quickly, I, I think um, you know how um, we were just talking about like it being a definitive moment if Man United go and win. Absolutely, like it'd be it'd be crazy. I mean, like, the last time we won at Anfield was when it was one field, didn't it? What was that? Two thousand and fifteen, Louis Van Gaal, fifteen sixteen season, was it? I remember. Great bicycle kick, yeah, Di Maria bicycle kick, one matter top corner. That was the last time we won there, I think. And if I know bid, <laughs> <laughs> if we if we don't win though and we draw, I think this season's crazy enough that kind of win, lose or draw. It's just a mad, mad season. Like, we spoke about Liverpool's big games coming up. Man City got big games coming up. Spurs, everyone's just got big games coming up. And the season's so unpredictable in this kind of new football that we're seeing because, like saying, there's no fans in the COVID era. Certain players might not be playing because they got COVID, but the game still needs to carry on. Certain games getting postponed, then players come back injured. 
you just do not know what's going to happen. So in a way, it's like not everything rides on this. Not, don't get me If we win, <laughs> and we're six points clear of Liverpool, if Leicester win, we're only five points clear at the top. So it's so tight and so close. I agree with the reason. The fight. reason why I said definitive for the title race, and I didn't mean it for United's benefit, I thought for City's benefit. Because if we go six points behind uh, you guys, I still don't think you guys are going to win the title. I think City do, though. Because I get it's mad season, and I get even City have had some mad results, like... Um, Draw, was it a draw up. against West Bromwich or whatever? And, and, they you know, weren't great teams. yesterday. They weren't great. They weren't great. But what it is, but the difference, Scott, between the City city team from the past and now is the solidity, the way they're grinding out these one nils. You know, he's, he's learned pragmatism from somewhere. He's accepted that this could be a season where the most pragmatic team wins the title. And Pep doesn't usually accept that or he doesn't believe in that he thinks he smashes his way to the title you play your football way to the title but now he's learned that and and the next six fixtures as Bovi says I know I know we've had mad shocks but I think there comes to a point in the season where the best teams forget about the shocks and all the the lack of preseason and COVID and everything and they come there is going to come to a point where the, the best teams will not run away with it but sort of slightly jog away with it and I think this could be that period because Man United and Liverpool Liverpool got hard fixtures in the next few weeks I could definitely see if City carry on that um, uh, the, the win rate that they're having because it's the win rate it's, I know you're talking about unbeaten but it's the consecutive wins that in my opinion if you put on five six seven in a row I think you, you, your, your, your title is yours this season Hunter you've had about 20 minutes to just soak this up um, it's been a, a, a barrage of Liverpool and United on your ears. So tell me where you land on this. And, and have you sort of fallen into that idea that uh, the, the, the league is wild enough that any result does, doesn't change the, the complexion too dramatically for anyone to come back? Or do you think that if United win, there's enough there that they can sort of dig their heels in a little bit? No. Uh, I I don't I don't think if United win they'll dig their heels in at all. Uh, they found some consistency now, but they've they've not. You know, this is the first time. It's also it's easy to say when you're top of the league, there is that extra motivation. As soon as you lose that first game, as you know, it's a good example of Spurs. You know, they were on that run. They found that motivation. You know, the defending was better. All of a sudden, you're off top. Someone else is running away with it. You lose a bit of momentum. And that's what this season is. Without the fans, that's a real issue. And as Grizz said, what Pep's done this season, which has maybe gone under the radar a little bit, it's just become much more uh, pragmatic. And that I think I think in the long run, I think City are the real team to, to, to worry about. I think, I think United will be there at the end. I think Liverpool will be there at the end. And I hope, I hope it goes all the way this season. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone's going to run, run away with it. It just doesn't feel like that. Lawrence, let's bring let's loop you in here with City, because um, I saw you were about to make a point earlier on about the p- performance ag- against uh, Brighton. Were you going to say that it, it doesn't matter what the performance like, or were you going to say that you were disappointed with the performance? Look, Scott's right. We weren't at our best against Brighton, but we were at a level that was still on the same kind of trajectory that I'm still like very gassed about. I think it was a very, very good performance in a number of areas. <laughs> I love that description. Do you, know what? Very Do you know what, right? If somebody, if me or Flex has said I was gassed about a one nil win over Brighton at home, Lawrence would be right on me saying you are deluded. I think it's, yeah. different, that, uh, it's different because United right. have obviously won a league in, in nearly eight years now. So it's different. I'm talking about title running. It's a fantastic performance for a title running. Um, it really is. Um, uh, there's, there you know about the pen? What's that? Yeah. You know yeah, about I, the pen? What is it? I'm, I'm trying a, to understand. I did a review of the game and I just, I, I had to start the whole video with just about two minutes just talking about that. I mean, it's just, it's a piss take. It's a piss take. You know what I mean? He obviously comes on, he's nervous about it. De Bruyne's sort of sh- taken, uh, given away responsibility, even though he's meant to be tired, but he's meant to be and the best builder in the world. And he gives it to Sterling. He just sort of says, I, I could, I could always see it in his eyes when he, he got the ball. I, I was like, he's going to just try and hit it as hard as he can. And if he misses, he can sort of just say, well, I tried to smash it. He's so afraid of taking penalties. I, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but no, but the game was really, really good. We controlled the game. We looked like title, that looked like a title winning game. Uh, I know it was only 1-0. I know Brighton, are, I think they're pretty poor at, at points. They do play good football, but I don't think they're, they're actual, 
the, the players they've got in their squad are Premier League quality. Grand product. Um, yeah. uh, Grand Potter can, is actually doing pretty well in terms of what he's getting out of them, in my opinion. But <clears throat> that 1-0 performance, you could see us doing that three, four, five games in a row, like Grizz said. That's why it's so important because it, it, it fit a narrative where I've seen this before twice with City, where we, we've obviously broken Premier League unbeaten uh, wins, uh, records. Um, and that's why it's so impressive for me. Uh, don't, don't forget, we've had two away days. We obviously played United in the, in the semi-final of the League Cup. We got through that. That's a massive thing for the club, obviously. And then Chelsea away, two massive games. So, so the guys are tired. A lot of these guys are fatigued and we're playing still exceptional football. Do you think you've got the capability to do what you were talking about earlier on of putting together, say, 10 wins straight? I think we do. I think I, I, I don't want to be too, like, obviously, you know, chatting gas, but... <laughs> not like you. Yes, you do, don't <laughs> I? Yes, you do. I'm not, look, uh... I, could, I couldn't have said that with a straight face last season. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't have said that, as Flex said, maybe at the start of the season when Leicester smashed us. But it's actually at the point now where you're seeing Stones and Diaz getting better every game. Foden is... I think Foden's an elite talent in world football for his age. Yeah. We've got Aguero and Jesus that are going to get back to fitness. De Bruyne, if he can get maybe rested against Palace, he's fully fit. It's just mad, it's mad exciting at the, at the moment for City. Uh, I think the 1-0 winning against Brighton, even though it goes under the radar because it's Brighton, it contributes to this thing where I think we could go six, seven games in a row. In a row. I think we could take the lead <laughs> away from the other teams. It does feel like this season, those grubby 1-0s have got so much value. Like I look back on some of the, the, the Spurs. But actually, to be fair, the Burnley game with United was a prime example. That was yeah. such a disgusting game in every way. And just I getting hate that... Burnley. I hate yeah. them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hate they're them. Ju- they're, they're not a football team. They're just a bunch of tall guys who dive, honestly. They're, they're Come on, not- you're sounding like Klopp. You're sounding like Klopp. Come on. Here's <laughs> <laughs> what no, it is. I'm, Come on. Do you know what's quite interesting, Scott? I remember you, you made the point earlier on in the season that Burnley... We, we gas up Burnley for their for like how difficult they are to play and yet somehow they lose to every big side but they but they still make it horrible they still make it shit even though you win like you ended up just scraping for it they had about six chances at the end of the game just from just wearing you down physically not because they were good like they played well because they did nothing really over the course of the game I think McNeil coming on was probably the only bit of quality for their side in the whole game but you, you just sort of see over the course of 90 minutes getting a, a one nil win over Burnley's massive that it, it means exactly the same as getting tonked 6-1 or winning 6-1. Three points all the same. So um, I just just quickly to, to finish up on this, we had a couple of little super chats that I wanted to chuck to you guys. Um, Ronald Jacobs said, take out penalties from United, they still stay second. Take out penalties from Liverpool, they fall to 10th. Mm. So Klopp talking about penalties is wrong. Go on, Grace. <laughs> Those kind of stats. Are sort of, it's not about the penalties. It's about the decisions behind the penalties. That's what the that's what the chat's about. Not the giving penalties. Like those penalties that shouldn't be in penalties. That's the problem. Chris, can you can you put down the exact penalties which should no? Been given? I can't. <laughs> okay, so I want to list. I can't. Um, you know, Flanders, I'm going to plug your article. Remind me. Uh, um, Kieran Fawn said United's downfall over the course of the season will be the six pointers at the top. I said to Scott, United have captured their identity. It's whether this year. It's whether this year is with a foundation. Or are United doing a Liverpool 13-14? So, Scott, you asked on a tweet, you said, is it time to basically reflect on United as just accepting they're a good side now? You know? No, it was the asking the question, are they any good? Because uh, Andy Headspeed asked me that the other day and I was I, I was like, I, I don't really know. Because like over the past few years, I think it's only really been Liverpool and City and maybe Leicester at times who've been, you know, you can say... Wolves as well, who are an actual good team, functioning team. United have always been this like unpredictable, you know, you you never really know what they're going to do next. They could go and win a big game and then lose at home to a a weak team. But for me, like I'm kind of seeing at the moment that I think the players are taking belief and they're seeing that, oh, actually we're in the conversation. I think they're getting more from that. So I think a winner, I I know that they've not been in a title race for years, but there's a lot of top quality players in there who Pop Pop has won a World Cup for example there's a lot of players in there who are talented enough to win things in, in terms of talent there is perhaps not as good as Liverpool and City but they, they're close in and, and squad depth they have a lot of characters in there they just haven't been in the running for a while but they're actually playing to their potential now so I think there's a, if they win they could take a lot from this game I'm not saying they will win the league if they win but <clears throat> 
feel like they're being um, underestimated still. Where can people find the article, Flanders? Is it? Uh, have you, I, I tweeted it. Your... it. I have tweeted you pinned it. it? Uh, I, I will pin it. Ninety minutes have, uh, have tweeted it out as well. Um, yeah, give it a pin so people can find it and have a natter. Yeah, um, take a look. Right. We've got, I'm going to leave some time at the end to do questions so we can come back and talk a little bit more about Liverpool and United. Quickly, Hunter, let's touch on, on Spurs last night. Mm. Firstly, tell me how it was being at the stadium. Did you enjoy it? Did you get from it what you thought that you would? Uh, I enjoyed it. The first sort of, I enjoyed the journey going there. It was like, oh, it's, <laughs> I'm going back to the football. That's nice. Walking into the stadium was weird. You have to do a load of COVID checks, I'm sure people are aware of now. Uh, you just get shown to your seat in the press area as opposed to anything else. And then you're in there and it's weird. You can just, I was sitting right in front of Fulham who were, who were doing all their uh, pre-match stuff in front of me and you can just hear them all chatting, which is a, it is a unique experience. And I, and, you know, hearing the players talk was, was uh, honestly, as a, you know, a football nerd, I found that really interesting and, and to play learning who within the team is telling people where they should be, what, what run you should be making and really bollocking people. And it was people I wasn't, you know, like. It's really Reece, odd, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really odd. And so I in that sense... I, well, I went to, uh, particularly, it was Palace United last season, and Ray Lewington, Palace's assistant manager, mm. did not shut up. He's the you loudest man I've ever heard in my life. You can hear him on live games. Tonight, if yeah. you're watching Arsenal, you'll be able to hear one man shouting, and it's it's Ray <laughs> shouting. <laughs> um, but yeah, apart from... And then, obviously, the, the, the weirdest thing for me is they're show, still showing all the adverts around the stadium. I was like, who are these for? Are these for me? 50% <laughs> off at the club shop. I'll grab that. <laughs> um <laughs> And then the game starts and the first half was really good. It was a it was a, a, a really professional performance the first half. We created four clear goal scoring opportunities. Um you know, the the goal itself being an absolute peach from my uh, what a signing he's been. I mean he'll be back at Real Madrid in about a year, but Exercise um, that buyback eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so glad we didn't do that. Unbelievable yeah, cross um, knew that for, for the goal. And and then you get to half time, and I, I had a few messages. Uh, Dan Kilpatrick, who we do the Spurs podcast, who works for the Evening Standard, but we were chatting, and I was sort of saying, "Yeah, if we keep playing like that, you know, there's goals here. We just we just have to keep playing and not do what we've done earlier in the season." And Jose should have learned this by now because our centre backs aren't good enough. And we come out in the second half, and what can you? And was something I've said to you actually, Hainsey, because you've been in the stadium before. But it's quite hard to tell on TV if Spurs have dropped back or if they're being forced back. Well, being in the stadium and sitting in in direct, I was along the line basically. Spurs drop about thirty yards deeper than they they had in the first half, and just sort of clearly the, the thing was we don't think Fulham are good enough to break us down. But surprise, surprise, they bring on Adamola Lookman, who's a brilliant player. And he puts in a brilliant ball. Eric dies, lost his man on his shoulder and gets done by the header. It's header so it. predictable. It was a brilliant goal. And I have to say, Cavaliero was brilliant throughout and he yeah. really deserved his goal. And then Fulham should have won it. Yeah, I mean, if... if cheek one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah two, or three, two or three chances. Lost his cheek as well. Brilliant. Absolutely ran it when he got on the ball. Um, looks, looks a level above Fulham, to be honest with you. Uh, but just generally, it was it was just this, I, I wrote it after that. It's a sense of deja vu, and I think most Spurs fans came away thinking we've seen that game before. We know how to win it, and for some reason, it's really frustrating because if we kept playing the same way we had in the first half, we would have won. We definitely would have won. And uh, Jose comes out afterwards and and has a go at the centre back. Says they're not good enough as individuals. No one's saying they they are. But what you're doing by drip, dropping off is putting them under pressure. And when they're under pressure, they make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, it leads to goals. And it just feels like I'm going a bit insane because we keep seeing the same thing over and over and over and well, expecting a different result. I, 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 apart, <laughs> apart from the obvious differences in appearance between me and Hunter, right? I'm seeing me. When 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 he was at, <laughs> when he was at United, when 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 he when he went to Spurs as well, I, I said to a lot of my Spurs friends, I said, "Listen, I've got the manual. Whenever you want to read it, post-traumatic Jose disorder book, I've got it. It's fine. Um, you, I could I could have written this in the stars of what will happen. You will get a bounce at the beginning. You will pick up results. You will win some big games because in the big games, so uh, that that is that is Jose territory." You're not going to play good football. You're going to be pragmatic. You're going to sit back against teams like he thinks it's a prime 2000 and 
five Chelsea team with Carvalho and Terry, you know, Essie, uh, players of that ilk, sorry, and Makaleli sitting in front that can see out games and he won't have the players to do it. It will get to a point where he'll moan that he doesn't have the players to do it. He'll start calling out individuals and then they will get pissed off and then they'll go, actually, this isn't for us and it will all come crumbling down. Um, but you'll be in and around that. He might get you an EFL Cup, <laughs> get you a Europa League, which for Tottenham, listen... Yeah, I yeah, look, we'll bite your hand off. That was the sole purpose. I said it when they got Jose. The sole purpose of getting Jose is to get a trophy on the board. Nothing else. No player development, no future, no future. Isn't it different now, though? Because under Pochettino, winning a trophy with with Deli Ali, a young Harry Kane, that was organic. It felt natural. I agree, did. If all Mourinho does win a League Cup and they spend 300 grand a week on Gareth Bale, can't even come on. Deli Ali sitting on the bench. Remember that time when they put Gareth Bale back? Talent. It's not good enough. They need <laughs> yeah, to but that's, yeah, but that's that's Daniel Levy's choice, Bovi. He he Let's chose he chose Jose for a reason, and that's the only Bovee, reason I can think of. Question on that though, Bovi. If the intention was literally to win a League Cup, if that was like the intention, win win a trophy, whatever it is, does the end justify the means. If you bring in Gareth Bale and you say like, we're going to pay you 250 grand of your wages, um, like, but with the sole intention of bringing someone here who knows what it's like, what it feels like to be winning at, like, at the elite level, does that not justify the means? I mean, you've always said that winning the League Cup was the best thing that Man City ever did. When did I say that? You said winning, <laughs> yeah. you said that Pep winning the League ben Cup is the most important <laughs> is the most important thing yeah. that he ever did because it bred a winning mentality and it meant that you yeah. got the appetite for success. Yeah, hey, so, I thought you meant in general just by itself, because it's certainly not by itself anything. Uh, but but Mourinho would say that his first trophy obviously was at, at Chelsea was a League Cup and then he went on to win the Premier League. The thing is, I don't I don't think if, if Spurs beat us, obviously it's ironic we're playing we're in the final together. If you beat us, I, don't, I still don't think you're going to win the, the Premier League. I don't think it's going to drive you on to win the Premier League. That's just my opinion. So, so at the end of the day, a League Cup is fantastic for... Uh, it's, stat, it's a stat-filling trophy. It's a fantastic trophy. Every, every club, obviously, in the league is a historic trophy in England. Of course it is. Used to be. In the modern day, with the way clubs like City and Man United can buy it almost, let's be real, we can buy it. Chelsea did in, in 05 as well. Um, it's a stat-filling competition that makes a Premier League look better when you win a double with the League Cup. That's, that's all it is. If you win it so by you itself, do, Gareth Bale... So it's bench, not Gareth. actually... The narrative's, like, changed. So it's not actually... It doesn't actually have value to win a, a trophy like that. Of course. Like, in the, in the old days, he had any club in the league could have had a go in it. Like, Leicester won a League Cup, at like, 20, 25 years ago. Like, but now it's obviously being controlled by the big elite clubs that, have, that dominate English football. That's just my opinion on it. That's, yeah, that's how, I mean, that's it, isn't it? People know now that this is, whereas before it was almost like, right, the league's the, the ambition and everyone should be going for that. FA Cup would be nice, League Cup, whatever. Now it's like, because of, I think, modern fandom and the way that clubs are run, it's like, we need to win everything. Otherwise, people will have a go. And, <laughs> and you know, Spurs have been basically a victim of that, as with lots of, as because as Liverpool have gone after them and City have gone after them and Arsenal have done very well in them. You know, we just haven't been able to, we haven't been able to do it on every every front. And um, Poch wasn't really into it, which a lot of fans disagreed with. Um, I think on the, on the trophy debate, I, th- I, I kind of, I've always stood by, I think the League Cup is a, is a platform for better things. Um, and I still think that. I think a problem that Tottenham have is if they don't start winning trophies, Harry Kane will go. And I think he will want to go. And I think that they they yeah. they need to get somebody like Jose Mourinho in to make that next step. So whether if you can get that, if you can win a League Cup this season and have Harry Kane believe we could have a chance in the league next season, that keeps in there for another year. Yeah. And the more trophies that you win, the, the more the belief will build. You know, um, I, unless I they right. they will eventually fall off completely under Mourinho because it always happens. But it's just about how far you can get before the drop off comes. Oh, I've got a question. Sorry, I've got I've got a question. Are we um are we going to address the Gareth Bale thing, or is it like because <laughs> like is it is it what I'm saying is because even on football Twitter and stuff, there's usually memes flying around. You know, Pepe or might be uh, Bamiyang hasn't scored in ages, or Martial's on a barren spell. Whatever it is, on deadline day, right? 
when people were supposed to be social distancing, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Spurs fans doing an absolute madness outside the training ground. And I'm not going to lie, me as a rival fan thought, do you know what, though? If they can get a tune out of him, that, that could be a crazy front three. Imagine an uninformed an un Gareth Bale, Son and Kane. That could be an absolute madness. But I've got a feeling he'll probably just get injured or won't do well or whatever it is. I haven't been following it that deep, so maybe Hunter can like share some light. Is it that Gareth Bale's just been injured the whole time since he's come here? Or is it that he's just shit now? <laughs> I'd say it's probably it's probably a happy happy middle ground between there. He's picked up two injuries, so he's been out for I think total five weeks. So, no so that's just a that's just a he's just carrying on ways. Carrying yeah yeah carrying on the same same sort of injuries. He hasn't played any consistent like uh, the problem is right. He needs he needs five games in a row. I'd say to get to get to where he needs to be, and I don't know if he's going to be given that in the current can setup. His body, that's can his body hack five games in a row? It, honestly, it's so hard to tell. I'll be honest. When we signed him, I said to Hainsey, I, I won't expect anything till after Christmas because this guy has not played football. So I was like, give him, give him the months to get to where he needs to. But after Christmas, I expect something. So, I'm, you know, we're gonna, here now. Hunter, I want to throw this into the mix, though. And maybe, Scott, you're the best person to ask this. If yes, he goes to God. a World Cup or a Euros with Wales, he's playing every minute of every <laughs> yeah. game, isn't he? And he's playing so, well every so minute let's, of every game. So let's not pretend that he's That's no longer mad. in a What is that? Line. What is that? But maybe we are seeing the, the Wales, Golf, Madrid thing, and it's just no, Wales, no, Golf, no, everything else. I think, we're missing, I think we're missing the point here. I think we're missing the point here. Gareth Bale doesn't pick the team. No, <laughs> Gareth well, that, Bale I, doesn't choose to put himself on the bench every single week and play that, only yeah. in the Europa League. That's what I was going to say. That's what I mean, though. He needs a run. He needs games. He needs to learn how to play with these guys around him against teams that aren't <laughs> without, you know, Marine or someone in the Europa League who... And we saw his performances in the Europa League were a man who looked like, I'm too big time for this, basically. And if you bring him on against Marine, you know... Well, I, th I think it, he probably thinks he's probably a bit too big time for that as well. You never know. He might think... <laughs> Justified. He's level. won four found Champions Leagues, to be fair. I found my level against Marine. No, like, <laughs> honestly, the next two... I think the next two months will be absolutely crucial. Um, if if it doesn't go well, you, you imagine the loan will just come to an end and he'll, he'll go you off. You think, Jose... I've got a feeling that Jose's just, like, in training. I'm thinking of, like, imagine it was all or nothing time. I think he would just be with his coaching staff in the cafeteria saying... Has nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the chat from those guys before, though, from Jose and his team, were like, "This guy is a level above the rest of the players we have." So you have to assume that nothing's changed in that sense. But Sorry, I, I, I think to, I need to come back to this. Sissoko started at right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let, I, I, let, you know what I think? What, how are we getting you know this twisted here? <laughs> I think I think it's oh. the. I don't think that Gareth Bale will run enough backwards. Yeah, I think that's to a have him starting games. I think Mourinho Don't has it with Son. <laughs> Can we just say this how it is? Like, like, like Ben says it. Gareth I love him. I'm not, not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I think. I'm trying to say it all nicely. The manager picks. Yeah, I think. I think me and Boovy at the start of the season said that he's he's going to be the one of the worst transfers in the Premier League history, and I think, and I think we agree. Thank you, Boovy. Me and you, on, we don't often agree, you know. But they tried to gang up on us today. He's Boobie, not playing. They, they tried to gang up on us today, but Boovy, just say it. Jose's looking at his options the same way Deli Ali's not making the bench after in the documentary he got a tune out of him when he came in last season, and Deli Ali started playing very well. You look in the documentary, he's like, listen. I'm not really sure what it is about you. You got to challenge yourself. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna label to you that you're not professional outside of football. I don't know, but you need to get the best out of yourself. Then all of a sudden, he ain't playing. He's he's gonna leave. I just think he's looked at it and gone, Gareth. I just thought it would have been more, and it ain't. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a bet on Bale to score the winner in the League Cup final after Lawrence's comment. Bale in Cup finals is his, is his remit though. That's yeah, it. exactly. Turn him on. Watch him go. Yeah, maybe but... the toughest final we've had in the League Cup ever. Yeah, uh, in, in modern history, I think. I, I think the Arsenal, Arsenal side, even Chelsea under Sarri, I thought this Spurs well, like. Well, the game against us was quite tough. We went to penalties. Um, no, but we were comfortable whole game. Comfortable. Uh, you were... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you, you oh, forgot yeah. that. But anyway, yeah. I just Bale's not do... played. 
Bell's not played. That's the that's the thing we have to say. He's People saying played. he's washed. People say he's over. He's not no, played is he yet. Shit? Just yes or no. Lawrence. Lawrence, no. Has, Lawrence has got <laughs> Imeric Laporte, who is the world class and can't get in the Man City squad at the moment. Uh, so <laughs> there's, there's, he's got, he's got nothing. He got. That's a mystery. You know he's got a hamstring injury, Laporte. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. does Bale okay. always. <laughs> I want to do. I want to do five minutes on on questions at the end. But just before we do, I, look, we need to touch on Chelsea. Because they've kind of, realistically, we haven't really had a good dig into this in a while. It's kind of slipped off the off the narrative, hasn't it? The, I think the football consciousness around the Premier League only has enough room for maybe two or three narratives at a time. Yeah. And so the exactly. Chelsea one has sort of like disappeared for now. It's not They're really... too far down the league for it to be... <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's sort of, it's just, it's, it's dropped off. I mean, I, I might be boring and like list all their results, but the only one that stands out where they were kind of any good in the last six weeks was West Ham. And even then I thought West Ham was still in the game for, yeah, that was a weird for, game that for was. large periods. Yeah. James, you're missing a massive game, mate. You're missing a massive game. Chelsea in the FA Cup, they smashed Morecambe. Otherwise known as the Shrimps. Otherwise known as the Shrimps from League Two. They had to start, I'm looking at the, the team now, Werner, Havertz, Ziyech, Mason Mount, Hudson Odoi, they all started against. Just finding their level, that's why. Against Morecambe. <laughs> it's, embarrassing. it's so embarrassing, isn't it? No, I think, I, think, I think Ben makes a fantastic point in terms of they've totally gone under the radar, slipped down, because you're right, there's so much going on with, with the rest of the teams. You know, we, it's, I know we had a laugh about it in terms of how much Lampard has spent, but it's shocking output, isn't it, for the man he spent? It is really, in a, in a normal season, he'd be. Under way more pressure than he is. Absolutely, it's embarrassing. You know, he'd be yeah, he'd be under way more pressure. I mean, the likes of Sari and you know all the other managers they've sacked have been sacked for far less. I believe. You know, this is it's. Hey, with, with watching Fulham play last night, I tell you what, I thought that well, was a pushover for Chelsea. I was about to say watching Fulham last night. The way Fulham set up with the five at the back, I, I think it's the sort of team that, that I mean that Spurs have struggled with and the sort of team that Chelsea have struggled with this season I honestly I think they'll give them troubles this weekend definitely where is it's it gonna... is at Craven Cottage or it's something at, yeah, at Craven at Cottage Craven. and then it's Leicester away after that Chelsea I, what was Chelsea. weird I remember the so reaction maybe the, maybe so the point go on, go on. No, I'm just saying maybe the point we got out Fulham wasn't so bad because they've hit a good run of form <laughs> I think they, they played play well against that's you another there, narrative. Right? that's another narrative that probably ain't got time to fit into this show but I'm I'm going to be honest here because I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong and kind of go the, the, at the beginning of the season I swear to God I was saying there's no easy games in the Prem apart from Fulham I was I said it. Yeah, it. but I don't think you were. I, I don't think well. you were wrong at that point. This is, that. this is the same and thing. Now I, think I don't. Sheffield United and they've just won. So you look at yeah, West and Ham. we've got them at the weekend. So that's another win for them. you look at West Ham. People made the point about West Ham at the back end of last season that they were so inconsistent Awful. and they were crap to watch. Things change. Like no, people make system, decisions though, to change teams. And then lockdown came that came out, and then flipping Antonio turned into Haaland. You make what you yeah. can make one system change, and if it West Ham haven't looked back, they got they went to three at the back like Fulham did. They they found that Suchek and Rice were unbelievable together. Who saw yeah. that coming? And then uh, it's the same with Fulham. You know they've gone to three at the back. They've made it hard for teams. They found a system that works for them, and they've thought, well, we're not going to change that. So it's the same yeah. with United as well. It's the same mm. with Man United. Man United. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. But thanks for doing that. It's where, we, it's where we're at. <laughs> and and that's why. A bit of context. A bit of context. <laughs> context is king. <laughs> that's <laughs> why that, that, that early stage of the Premier League, it was fair at the time to say Man yeah, City yeah. looked like a shadow of their former self because they did. Yeah. Man City looked like a different side. And and now with the games in hand that they've got, you're almost like, oh my god, I can see him. Like Lawrence said, I can see him going on a run. Anyway, let's. Um, we've got five minutes to do some questions. Right. So ping them in. Um, and, and let me know what you want me to ask the guys. Right, we've got a few straight away. Um, who do you think will be more influential in the game? This is a good question. Bruno or Thiago? Depends who wins. I'm going to say, I'm going to stick my neck out. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Bruno. that's the nerve. <laughs> Who did you say, Flex? I'm going to stick my neck out online and say Bruno. I think Bruno's going to have the moment that gets us the result. I think Thiago would do what Thiago does, which is just never give the ball away, hit diagonals, look nice and pretty on the ball. But I feel that Bruno will give the ball away probably 15 times, but 
he will do that one pass, that one thing that probably could get us a possible. To counter that, I'd like to see Bruno turn up in a, in a, a game against the big teams. Um, I call him. I call so you're him hoping to see him this weekend. Um, I'm yeah. hoping so too. It'd be lovely. It'd be really uh, nice. But, yeah, 98, 98th have, minute penalty. It'd be I great. My, I have my doubt that he. I'd can. like to see Thiago not come on at half time against teams that are losing and have the luxury of the whole pitch and spray passes. I think we'll hope. I think we'll hope. I think that'll be good. It'd be nice to see him run a game for 90 minutes. In, in seriousness, think, on the, on the I think the world point. has seen team run a game for nineteen. I don't think yeah, I ain't seen uh, it in the Premier. Not at Liverpool. He has. He's flopped. So he's been a massive flop so far. Yeah, he's, he's been spent flopped, thirty million on him, and he has been a flop so far. If you want to talk about Gareth Bale, Jesus, I, I would love to have that flop at Tottenham. Let me yeah. tell you, he's I, one of my favourite uh, players yes, in the please. world. He's <laughs> unbelievably good. Yeah, yeah what a waste, man. Okay, Thiago is what is. He's amazing. Here we are. I love it. I love it. You covered your bases because I was I was going about to pin up these clips of Tiago's <laughs> nice and pretty and Tiago's a flop, but you covered oh, your nah, bases. Nah. I was I was right. so, so I hard. love him, Grizz. Me and you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Some big chat from Nathan who says flex. That's the worst United kit besides the one you're wearing. My shout is the ninety like. The worst United kit beside the one you're wearing, 94 and 95, grey umber kit. I like them both. I, I like them the both as well. The grey one was iconic. I, I usually like a lot of things that people don't like. As soon as this, I saw this was our design and everyone was saying we're going to look like a bunch of zebras, etc. I was like, I'm on it. I've got the Yeezys to match that. I, I like that. <laughs> Will Pogba play against Liverpool, Scott? Oh, it's a big, it's a big one. Massive yeah. question. It's a massive decision. I was asking this like, last night, yeah. Because like, until I saw him play at Burnley, I thought it would be McTominay and Fred nailed on with Bruno ahead of them. And you play, you play too far. It wouldn't even surprise me to see Dan James on the right wing because of the pace wow. he offers in behind. Really? And, and, and the work he does going backwards with Rashford uh, left. Yes. And if, but if you can replace McTominay with Pogba and have him do the defensive work and have him passing those balls forward in behind the fullbacks or behind whichever like, young centre-back Liverpool play... That is a massive plus for United. If they, if I don't they can think, I don't think Oli would do it. I think, no, I know, do I? I think it'll be McTominay and Fred for sure. I think the legs, the energy that you're going to need to compete with Liverpool in that area of the field, I don't think Oli will risk but it. Won't he, but won't he try to play the system that he's been playing? He might, put, he might, put, he might put Pogba on the left. Yeah, just to fit him into that I midfield. Think, I think he'd be pace there, the though. Right. I think maybe if, I, if Martial's not quite right, save with Cavani up front. I think he need pace there against with Liverpool's fullbacks going so high. I think... Like that on the on the break with Rashford oh, and somebody like James. Bit, like, do you know a... what, Scott? The the slight difference in our play because of the centre back issue is our fullbacks are not playing as high. Maybe United's analytics team have picked up on this. Hopefully they haven't, and I've revealed fucking Liverpool's tactics. Well, but now, but so yeah, yeah but, but but no, but do you know what? <laughs> our, 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 our fullbacks haven't been as attacking as per normal. Do you know what I mean? Because of the, the centre back situation. So maybe Ole sees that and just. I don't know if he plays Pogba, Bruno, and the other two um, average players in midfield. It's good to have options, though. United, United have not had like when was the last time like United Option, had, yeah. was spoilt for choice? Is Martial fit, lads? Apparently, it's not as bad as first. Super chat from me. Say again. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I've got bringing to close. We're at five o'clock. I'm that absolutely flew by. Oh, we so. can go on. Massive <laughs> thank you to uh, to Flanders, Booby, Grizz, and Hunter. Thank you so much, Flex. Phenomenal debut. Love that. Thanks for having me, guys. Energy yeah, early brilliant. doors. Early doors. Let's get it get it going again on Monday for the gas tank. Um, right. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you follow all the guys. Check out their social channels and go and check out uh, the the guys' channels and the podcasts that we're doing as well. There's loads of great stuff out there. Check out Flanders' article as well that he's written about Man United. Go and look at his, uh, his pinned tweet on his Twitter. Uh, we'll be back on Monday for the gas tank. We'll see you all then.